Thank you, Jesus. We're entering new realms because of higher levels of sacrifice. Every day we sacrifice Isaac as Abraham on the mountaintops. Every single day. Same exact sensation. Same exact feeling. Nothing different. It's not a one-time deal. It's a I die daily. I die daily. It's a daily deal. That's right. And it's the deal of being in the high place of the Spirit and daily sacrificing the high magic arts, which is still denying natural pleasures, still denying the pleasures of the flesh, the bowl of soup. And it's the grandest bowl of soup. It's the seven bowls. Sacrificed on the tops of the mountains when you've reached the high place in the spirit and you reject the high magic of Satan to rule in the natural realm. That's when the bowl is poured out. That's what's being offered now. The overcomers are sacrificing their rulership in the natural dimension, even after overcoming the world, they're sacrificing the high magic of Satan. They're sacrificing the balls of soup. That's the seven balls of Revelation. It's having overcome the world and being so high in your spirit and so high in your soul that you're continuously offered everything in the world. You're offered anything you want every day, and then you still die daily. That's what, when the bowls get poured out. Now, if you have lower level of elevation in your soul, it's not a bowl. You're not sacrificing anything. I mean, you give up a little here and there, and it's, that's fine and dandy. That's how you get to the top of the mountain. But when you're on the top of the mountain, and you continue to die daily, is when the bowls get poured out. These are the bowls of suffering love. These are the bowls of total self-sacrifice. This is Abraham offering Isaac every day. <laughs> and it's good, because that's what reverses the curse. That's what melts, melts the seven mountains. The Father needs to find men and women that are willing to sacrifice everything that's in the world every day from the highest level of society. You know, it's not like we're sacrificing Gehenna in the garbage dumps. I mean, that's good to do, too. You want to start there. But you want to sacrifice like Jesus coming in on the palm branches as King of Kings and Lord of Lords and then sacrificing from the high place. That's the bowl. The bowl was your King of Kings, Hosanna in the highest. The whole world had bowed to Jesus. Rome bowed to Jesus. Caesar bowed to Jesus. It's true. Herod bowed to Jesus. Nobody opposed him that day. He rode his donkey into Jerusalem. They all sang, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Behold the King of Israel. What did he do with it? He went to the cross with it and poured it out as a bowl upon the world. Whoa. He sacrificed that whole kingship realm in the natural for us. And now we must do likewise. That's how we dissolve the seven mountains of Babylon the Great. That's how we remove the principalities of this world. That's how we remove the curse 
of death. Only the men and women, the kings and queens of the celestial realm of heavenly Jerusalem, only in that high and lofty place of being fully built up in revelations of divine love and living in the heavenly glory realm, have the ability to reverse the curse. Everyone else is still infants in Christ getting built up by the kings and queens, the Huios mature ones, the manifesting sons of God worldwide. And that's a wonderful place to be too. Do not despise the days of small beginnings. But you get here by continuous sacrifice of self and Esau's bowl of soup. The bowl of soup represents the pleasures of the flesh. Oh, you've come so far. You've overcome so much. Most certainly, you'll settle for a bowl of soup now. What does he do? Pours it out. <laughs> That's the seven bowls. Pour it out. There will be overcomers here that will have the full nature of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ formed in them. They will pour out bowls. They will dissolve seven mountains. They will melt the world in perfect love. These are the forgotten places. These are the ancient wisdom of divine love. Song of Songs 7:11. Come away, my lover. Come with me to the faraway fields. We will run away together to the forgotten places and show them redeeming love. I remember I had a vision a couple months ago in a dream because it was literal. And I was inside a building. It was a like a center for broadcasting. It looked like a, a really nice church building, modern, you know, something like Bethel or Morning Star was exactly like that. And and at the table I was sitting with Sid Roth and then Joshua Mills comes over, lays hands on me and I get slain on the ground and I'm laughing uncontrollably. And the place was completely full when we started. There wasn't an, an open chair in the place, but I was in the back at the table with Sid Roth, Joshua Mills comes over, lays hands on me, and I go out. And then this other guy, uh, I forget his name, but he's got a big ministry in New York and he's on God TV, Matt Sorensen or something, Matt Sorger, Matt Sorger comes over while I'm on the ground and lays hands on me. And by the time I wake up after convulsing and shaking and baking on the ground, when I wake up, there's nobody left in the building, not a single soul. And I go out of the building, and everything outside was lush, bright, glowing green. Represents the last apostle. Represents the end of the fivefold and the dissolving of the church system as you know it, for the new earth to come forth. It represents the promises of a new earth where love dwells, a glorified earth. And going through the glory stream and in the next seven years, tremendous broadcasting. There's seven years of this Sid Roth, of this Joshua Mills and this Matt Sorger style, divine love revelation, sonship revelation, revival, miracles, signs and wonders. This is a seven year time span where the whole world will be harvested. The whole, I mean, we're talking global Revival, global media revival, seven bulls, overcomers, pouring out their bulls, sacrificing the pleasures of the flesh, kings and queens of the celestial divine love realm manifesting all over the place. People coming into Huyos, sonship maturity everywhere, everywhere. That's what's going to happen the next several years. 
and it's going to completely consume the world with glory. After that, well, you're going to have a new world, and it's going to be a different, different world. Whether we're taken or we remain, God only knows. Only the Father knows. I can see some stuff, but I'm not really ready to release it right now. I just saw this today, and it's important to release this today about mercy, this today about the bowls, this today about sacrificing at the high places, not just low places. You start in the low places. Twenty years ago, I started in the low places. And every day, sacrificing, sacrificing, sac sacrificing 12 different documentaries offered to me, you know, in the Vice documentary, sacrificing all of the stuff in the natural realm, all of, all of the clothing company and stuff, and all these things that have been continuously offered us on a silver platter the last 10 years, sacrificing everything, everything for divine love. Love has become the greatest, and that's what you got to do to become a king and queen of eternity. And people will begin to do it. People will repent. There's tons of repentance. There's tons of grace to learn and repent and change all the ways of the natural for the ways of the celestial, to be sealed in the heavenly realm, and to completely sacrifice your earthly ways and your earthly understanding and your animal understanding and your animal senses for the divine golden senses of Jesus Christ. So these are really just the beginning stages of the Great Awakening. I know the Father told me about 10 years ago when my wife Penny, in an open vision, we were at the beach house in St. Paul, and I went into open vision and I saw a cornfield of endless corn heads, heads of corn, and Penny was the corn that had been pulled to the front. And the Father said audibly, when Penny's harvested, then the whole harvest will begin behind her. And honestly, it's been such a struggle and it's been so hard, and I couldn't have imagined the pain and, and everything we've endured the last 10 years, but it's come to pass. Penny is being harvested. Her whole spirit's opening up. She's rising. She's, the love realm has opened. She's realized the glory. She's feeling the Father's pleasure burning in her womb, and her holy place is energized with divine love. The revelations of divine love are burning through my wife, Penny. She's coming into queenship in the celestial realm. That's where the harvest is. It's not a harvest into the earth. What, we're not going to hell here. It's a harvest into heaven. It's a harvest into Eden. It's a harvest into where the Father is, where Jesus is at the right hand of God. It's a harvest into these forgotten places and these far away fields, these golden glory fields. Amen. That's where the harvest takes place. It takes place in Eden. No one gets harvested into a church building. All of that will completely pass away in the next seven years. There will be Christianity will be completely 100% kingdom worldwide in seven years. Watch. The acceleration is beyond understanding. No human being can comprehend what, what God's about to do in this world, in this earth. There's just no way you could even understand unless you're a prophet right now and, and a powerful seer prophet that can see into these realms that you've sacrificed bulls on the tops of the mountains like Abraham sacri sacrificing Isaac. That's the only way you have vision to see it clearly by self-sacrifice to have the seven eyes of the white eagle. Amen. It's true. And so we're going to learn how to sacrifice everything to gain his vision. We're going to sacrifice everything that's been killing us that's pretended to be the satisfaction of the natural realm. All idolatry will melt. When these seven bowls are poured out, 
by sacrificing on the high place of the world with the overcomers and the kings and queens in the divine love realm, it will melt down idolatry in everyone's heads. It will melt down all idolatry. It will dissolve all natural royalty. It will dissolve all natural religion. It will dissolve all the sins in the world. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away just those who confess their sins. That's not what Jesus, that's not what John the Baptist said. He said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away all the sins of the world. Of the world. The word world there is cosmos. He was speaking also of the high magic. He was speaking also of the curse of the fall and the stars that fell from heaven. The world. The word world is cosmos, universe, heavens. Takes away the sins of the heavens. Takes away the sins of the fallen angels. Takes away the sins of sorcery. Takes away the sins of Jezebel and the seven-headed beast in the horror of Babylon. Takes away all the magic arts into the lake of fire. Amen? And that's what we're commissioned to do in this company as very mature Christians in the Spirit. To continuously sacrifice the high magic which is having power and dominion in the natural dimension, pleasures in the natural dimension, without going higher after obtaining this level. Settling for complacent satisfaction at this level will turn you still into a pharaoh, into a sorcerer and a warlock. It's true. You can't stop growing at any point in this life. You can't. If you stop growing, you'll turn into a pillar of salt. You'll turn into a sorcerer as millions before us already have, when they settle for complacent satisfaction and make a contract with the fallen angels that they won't grow any higher into the heavens. Mm -mm. I see our souls going so high into the heavens that our souls completely transfigure and we manifest all the bright morning star through our faces, continuously. Just like Jesus Christ at the right hand of God, the firstborn amongst many transfigured sons of God. We're going to walk in the fullness of our Father's ability on earth as it is in heaven. Because we'll be in heaven. Our spirit is in heaven. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 2, you've been seated. You've been enthroned inside the Lamb. And now you're awakening by sacrificing your little bowls of soup every day, dying to the pleasures of the flesh. <laughs> and you can have fun doing it too. It doesn't need to be horrible. Sacrificing the pleasures of the flesh does not need to be horrible. You can have fun in your spiritual growth sacrificing your bowls of soup every day. Amen. It's only painful if we love sin more than righteousness. And we all have, and that's why we suffered so much. We loved greed, and we loved covetousness, and we loved idolatry, we loved adult adultery. We covered our, covered our neighbors' husbands and wives. We've done everything wrong. We've broken all the commandments. We're no worse, no better than Bathsheba and David sacrificing others for personal pleasure. But we learn. We do it spiritually. We sin in the Spirit, and then we repent. We realize, man, that's bad fruit. And everyone messes up continuously. Jesus said you'll have to forgive people seven times, seventy times every day. You have, I mean, Paul is still messing up and he's an apostle right in Scripture. Romans chapter 7, I'm still doing the things I don't want to do. <laughs> he's getting vulnerable and real with you. Not that I've already obtained this ideal, Philippians 3.9, but I strive after it 
to obtain the spiritual and moral resurrection from the dead, even while in the body, which is now what we are obtaining. Learning from all the wisdom of the apostles and prophets that have gone before us, that have made mistakes, that have settled in the heavens for inheritances, even in high magic. Even in high magic. Woo! Because we haven't overcome death yet, but we will. We're preloaded, predestined, predestined, foreordained to overcome the last curse. And we're going to do it with this kind of revelation, this kind of understanding, this kind of ancient wisdom, the wisdom of the ages, that we will gain a far superior pleasure and prize in our Father. Adam and Eve were not missing out by not having sex in the glory. It's important you understand that revelation. Sex began when they came out of the glory. Jesus Christ said, In heaven you're like the angels, and there's no giving and taking in marriage. There's no sexual relations. So people can't have sex in heaven. You can't because you have a celestial body. There's no, and, and even if you had a physical body, there's the reproduction of intimacy in heaven <laughs> produces angels. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Well, it's truth, anyhow. You never know what's going to come out. Thank you, Jesus. If you can handle that revelation. <laughs> yeah, Creator God and wisdom was always before me. I was there in the beginning when she was created. Hallelujah. And so you go into the Father and you have all of His creative ability that you can create a new planetary system with a whisper, let alone angel armies. John the Baptist said that out of these rocks I could raise up a new Israel for God. Wow. Creative ability, that's what makes you gods. Have I not said you are creators? That's what the word gods means. It says creators. What are you creating with your hearts and your tongues? Mercy, love, holiness, purity, building up every human heart around us, and we have the same ability, each one of us, to do that with every word proceeding out of our mouths. That's what determines your greatness or your weakness in the kingdom of heaven forever. What did you do with my spirit and my word while you were on earth? Did you build others up or did you use it for personal gain? Were you selfish? You could have built up so many others with those gifts, but you tried to use it just to make money and have a happy, clappy, successful family to go on many vacations and live a pleasurable life while you're in ministry. You played golf <laughs> instead of planting churches in the black townships in apartheid. And so we sacrifice the pleasures and the bowls of soup in the flesh for eternal rewards because that's what wisdom does. Wisdom has perfect eternal vision. Wisdom has no instant gratification. And the only pain that you endure when you sacrifice the pleasures of the flesh, the bowls of soup, the sexual immorality, the covetousness, the idolatry, and the adultery, the only pain that you experience is the pain of your own sin. That's the pain. 
That's the sorrow, that's the sadness, is reversing the curse and coming out of the fall and entering the glory of God and having every tear wiped from your eyes, realizing you are completely deceived about everything in the world when you enter the fullness of the Father's perfection, the fullness of the Father's pleasures. At my right hand, in full awakening, are pleasures forevermore, it is written. Amen. You cannot overemphasize the pleasures of God the Father because that's who He is. That's who the Father is. When God created His garden, He named it pleasure. Unless you're returning to the pleasure of God, you're not returning to Jesus at all. There will be sins in the flesh. There will be adultery. There will be secret sin. There will be drug addiction, alcohol addiction. There will be all kinds of wickedness until you go after the pleasures of the Father. And when you do, you will be satisfied, but it will, be, it will test you, and you will choose whether you drink the soup. And there's forgiveness for drinking soup, because we've all done it. But when you get wiser and wiser, and you realize it's an empty bowl of death, you can cast it aside and begin to pour out your bowls on the world and melt the world around you. That's when the world really begins to change at that Abraham and Isaac level of sacrifice of pouring out the pleasures of the flesh at the high place of sacrificing everything that's in the world, sacrificing the high magic of Satan and his angels and pouring it out and considering everything that Satan has built through flesh and blood as utter garbage for the sake of the pleasures of the Father. That's the sacrifice of the high magic and the pouring out of the seven bowls by the manifesting sons of God right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So into that word, donate at redletterman.com and be blessed. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen.